Welcome to Come to the Altar. Are you ready to alter your way of thinking? Well, come join me. I'm your host, Dr. Marquise McGraw, your spiritual coach. Hello again. Thanks for joining us to another episode of Come to the Altar. I have my wife with me today, Lakita. Hello, everyone. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show today as well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. And this is going to be a great episode here. So my question is, have you ever felt like a fraud? Have you ever felt like you are not sure if you can do something you are set out to do? Well, you may be suffering from imposter syndrome. In today's episode, we discussed imposter syndrome. What does that look like for college students, working professionals, and in ministry? So, Lakita, how would you define imposter syndrome? Well, literature have defined imposter syndrome as an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceived you to be. Which brings me to... um, Working in higher education for over 14 years, I have a lot of experience working with college students. Awesome. Awesome. So recently I listened to a TED talk and the speaker started talking about and defining first generation college students as those who blaze a courageous and new college path beyond that of their parents. And he went on and began to Um, discuss the challenges and the obstacles that first generation often experience. And I can see myself and what he described as, as being a first generation college student. And there were various factors to being one for me um, being a first generation. I often face issues regarding not understanding the collegiate culture, managing expectations and where to turn for help when It was needed. You know, for example, I remember sitting in um, a classroom during my undergrad studies and I heard some students discussing Mm pre-reg. I had no idea what the acronym was, but that means early registration for the next term. Mm -hmm. So I end up not getting into a course that I wanted because it was all full by the time I register. (laughs) So then I began to say, you know, what else? I didn't know. So I was filled with uncertainty. I didn't know like how this is going to impact my financial aid, um, what other mistakes I was making. And so I began to panic as a college student and those self-sabotaging thoughts began to swirl around my head. And I didn't realize at that time, but I was experiencing imposter syndrome. Wow. I didn't realize as a first generation student You know, I should have, you know, had an internship and I found out later in my academic years. So during my junior year, I actually had like two summer internships right at one time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so because I was like, wait a minute, I want to make sure I achieve but I didn't know these things. And so I was kind of behind the ball. And so I always tell students 
specifically first generation students, you know, trying to encourage them and trying to alleviate that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I tell my students, you know, you have to, and I also tell faculty, you know, we have to make sure that first generation students feel connected to the institution. We want to give them a sense of belonging. And so if you are a college student, uh, specifically a first generation student, join student led organizations. That's the best thing that you can do. Finding um, an organization with students who have the same mindset. And it's a great way to find out more things that are going on on campus. And then the next thing, you should find a mentor. Students need mentors. And that's where faculty jump in. That's where faculty can take part in uh, mentoring a student. Mm -hmm. Um, And this can alleviate that imposter syndrome and 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 give that student a sense of belonging. So with that imposter syndrome, Marquise, you know, how does that look in the workplace? Well, in the workplace, uh, imposter syndrome arises because employees don't see the positive qualities in themselves that their coworkers or superiors might see, especially if positive feedback isn't often expressed, which is normally the case uh, at the workplace. Not only can imposter syndrome be a negative force on someone's attitude and mind, it can also impact their work. Feelings of inadequacy often end up making people believe their insecurities, forcing their fears into realities. Organizations can be more inclusive by making sure no one is left behind, supporting team growth, fostering team accountability, and managing networks. But that's not always the case sometimes. you're sometimes in the, in the workplace left out uh, by yourself and island by yourself. I know for me, when I first started working, I was handed keys and I was told what to do. And that was it. You know, I was kind of like by myself and I was like, OK, so I didn't know who to network with. I didn't know who really to call or to depend on. And, you know, I kind of like you said, for college, I got myself uh, a mentor you know, I, I kind of got me someone I can talk to and and to network with that can help me out uh, and navigate um, through my career. And so um, leaders and coworkers also need to encourage affirmation in the workplace and instill confidence in one another because that is always lacking. Overall, imposter syndrome is a result of an employee not feeling supported. And that often happens in the workplace where you're burnt out. You're working on these long hours and you really don't have the support that you would like to have. And so that can kind of creep in there and you can kind of feel like, uh, you know, like you're alone, you know, like you're a loner. Right. You know what else I'd like to add, Dr. Marquise? What's that? Women and specifically women of color Mm -hmm. typically experience the imposter syndrome. Absolutely. They're more likely Um, Having those feelings, having those concerns Mm -hmm. of do I fit in? Do I measure up? Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's where you see a lot of perfectionists. I want to make sure that I'm perfect. I want to make sure that I'm great Mm -hmm. and always going the extra mile. And then oftentimes don't want to take on new assignments because if they take on these new assignments, that's when the imposter syndrome kicks in. That's when... Uh, specifically women of color may feel, well, they may think I'm a fraud. Mm -hmm. They may think I'm a phony. Mm -hmm. And so I'm great where I am, 
But if I move up high, if I take on a promotion, mm-hmm. they may find me out. Mm-hmm. And then I may not be um, that great person that everyone thought I was. But realizing that it's normal to make mistakes. That's part of learning. It's part of the process as you are evolving and growing. And so sometimes people will talk themselves out of those promotions because they're scared or have the fear of not measuring up. That's correct. So Marquis, so what about in ministry? I know that you have been in ministry for a very long time. And so what would you say to someone um, that's been in ministry having those feelings of imposter syndrome? Or what does that look like? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. We'll talk about that after we come back from this short break. Today's sponsor is Seminary of the Open Bible. If you're looking for spiritual training or to receive your bachelor's, master's, or doctor degree in theology, go to the theseminaryoftheopenbible.com. In addition, they have a partnership with Bluefield College where you can get your associate or bachelor's of arts degree fully online, either part-time or full-time. If this is something that you're interested in, there's an open enrollment March 15th from 6.30 to 7 p.m. You can look on the website for more information, seminaryoftheopenbible.com or call 203-407-0444. That's 203-407-0444. For more details, don't forget to mention you heard it on Come to the Altar podcast. And we are back from that short break. And so um, I'm going to be talking now about what does imposter syndrome look like in ministry? In ministry, you may feel like a fraud. Uh, You may feel like a fake Christian at times. Uh, Perhaps you don't pray like someone else does. You don't preach like someone else does. You don't sing like someone else does. You don't uh, teach or break down Greek or Hebrew words like somebody else does. And these things can have an effect on you. You may think to yourself during these times, I am not one of them. You start saying to yourself, I'm not a part of them because I can't do the things that they can do. I can't pray or however they do. I can't do those things at all. And so you begin to devalue yourself. You begin to not realize your self-worth. Wow, and that's good. Say that one more time. You begin to devalue yourself mm-hmm. and you don't realize your self-worth as a Christian. Wow, that's that's deep, Marquis. Yes. So what makes us a real Christian is not our own perfection because we are far from perfect. But Christ's perfection is what makes us a Christian. If you feel discouraged by your inability to match the outer perfection of others, Mm-hmm. Know that your weaknesses does not mean you are a fake Christian. Okay. Second Corinthians 12 and 9 says this. It says, but he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest upon me. So what he's saying is you may feel like you're weak, but according to what the word just says, He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So, yes, we all have flaws. No one is perfect, especially when it comes to Christian. No one is perfect at all. 
you know, you may see things on social media. You may see things um, in the church and you may say to yourself, wow, how can I or why can't I act like that? Or how come I can't be more like this person or or brother this or, or minister that or, uh, or or sister so-and-so? But realize this. We all have flaws. No one is perfect. Know your worth. So I know there's some steps to overcome imposter syndrome. What does that look like uh, for that, Lakita? Well, if you're struggling with these feelings and thoughts like these, it can help to, number one, seek feedback from people you trust. That's why I always tell people, find a mentor. I have a mentor in different aspects of my life. Having it someone that you trust um, can ease that anxiety of feeling like you're going to be found out. Um, That can lead you to distant yourself from other people. And so I always tell people, get a mentor so that they can reinforce um, how you're feeling, such as belonging. Um, You can also think about um, number two, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Oftentimes we are scared to make a mistake. No one's perfect. That is so true. So if you're worried about making a mistake or not knowing something, be transparent. It's okay to say, I don't know something. I'm learning. Um, Give yourself, um, I always, this is my new term, you know, be gentle with yourself, especially when you're taking on a new position or new um, responsibilities in your new position. Mm -hmm. And then last, be yourself. I think that's what happens to a lot of us. We're trying to fit in a mode or fit into this expectation that people want us to be. That's correct. Um, And that's one of the things of growing, evolving. You're not going to always be the same person Mm -hmm. and it's okay to be yourself. It's okay. When you get to a certain place in life or a certain age, um, you will see that people are very um, confident within themselves. So Mm -hmm. be yourself, be you, do you. Um, And don't worry about trying to impress or trying to be like someone else. And you know what, Apostle Paul, if we look into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, is it? Mm -hmm. Um, He talks about spiritual gifts, that everyone have their own spiritual gifts. And that's what makes us unique. We have our own gifts and we all have something that is unique that we can contribute and so your own life experiences, your own thinking, that's what makes you unique. And when we are all using our spiritual gifts, we are connected. So, you know, in order for me to be effective, I have to be able to accept your spiritual gifts because your spiritual gifts is connected to my gifts. That's correct. And so that's what it's all about, being able to accept and connect with each other. That is so true. So true. It's, so it's about accepting our differences. That's right. So be yourself. Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of gifts that goes on in ministry, a lot of gifts that goes on in the workplace. But like you said, as long as you be yourself, you'll be all right. We will have our conclusion after we turn back from this short break. First Corinthians chapter 13 is a passage we often hear in wedding ceremonies. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. 
This passage is telling us that we need to love one another. Not only should we love each other, but we should love ourselves. So today, ask yourself the following questions. How can you be more patient and kind with yourself? In what ways do you need to be more humble? How can you be more accepting of yourself? What truth about yourself do you need to start celebrating? And what about yourself do you need to forgive? Loving ourselves starts with understanding what love is. Today, tell yourself, I love you. Okay, we are back from that short break and our conclusion. Lakita, do you want to conclude or? Well, you know what? Thank you, Marquise. I will do the conclusion. Okay. So to conclude for today, um, imposter syndrome. If you're feeling like you are a fraud, if you're feeling like a phony, Mm -hmm. you know, don't pretend to be something that you are not. Mm -hmm. And so what we learned today is that these feelings are normal. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, But being able to know what are triggering these feelings and when I feel like these feelings are coming coming on, um, what should I do? Go back to those steps. Seek feedback from people to ease your anxiety. You know, finding a mentor. The next thing is uh, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You're going to make mistakes. That's part of life. That's part of the growing process. But, you know. Communicate effectively to those who you are working with. And then lastly, be yourself. And that's what it's all about. And so today we wanted to discuss the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling these feelings or if you ever experience imposter syndrome, you know, why don't you go onto our Instagram page and share your story with us? So we thank you very much for tuning in to this podcast. Come to the altar. And I'm your host, Dr. Marquise McGraw, and I am Lakita McGraw. Thank you for listening to our show today. God bless. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Come to the Altar. We hope you were inspired and your thinking was altered in a more positive way. Without God, nothing is possible. But with God, all things are possible to those that believe. Remember, If you can change your mind, you can change your future for the better. This is Dr. Marquise McGraw. Later.